going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh-huh, uh-huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666. You can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. All right, we're going to start with John 15, 9 through 11. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in what? My love. love. So as the Father has loved me, this is Jesus talking. So have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments... And abide in his love. If you're going to abide in my love, you got to keep my commandments. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain where? In you. And that your joy might be what? Okay, we're going to talk about this. This is very important, this joy. Love is needed in any relationship. To be in relationship with Christ, we must love him amen any relationship your wife your husband to be in relationship with them you have to have love amen all of that inconsistency stuff that get on your nerve the bible says love covereth a multitude of faults right they do things that aggravate you get on your nerves love covers it amen and love changes how you handle it too Love causes you to treat them right. Amen. So to be in relationship with God, you got to treat them right. Yeah. Obedience is a requirement to prove one's love. Love, honor, and what? Obey. That's what they say at the wedding. Yeah. You made a vow to obey. The Bible tells women to obey your husband in all things. Anything he wants. Amen. It's only going to benefit you. You want everything you want? Give him everything he wants. No, I just preached in here. I could end on that. Hey, man, like, 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 like the Lord said, why would you kick against the pricks? Why are you fighting with your own blessing? You're about to mess it up for yourself. Treat him right. Amen. Treat him right. Treat him right. That's why the Bible said do it. He's the head. He can bring blessings from God that you can't get without him. Uh-oh. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Somebody done built the war room and they're going to try to get the blessings from the side. No, no, no. If he ain't coming in that war room, it ain't going to happen. You better go get him and bring him in there and go to war together. Because he's the head. 
Oh, they see somebody just it's time to leave. He's talking about my movie. My movie. He's on my movie. Uh, amen. But he's the head, so the blessings come, but you you do him right. God is gonna work through him to give you everything you want. Christ is hated today because he must be obeyed in order to truly love God the Father. That's why they hate Christ. Because in order to truly love God, you have to love his son. And if you love his son, you have to keep his commandments. Joy is a result of our obedience to Christ. When you know you have done right, you have joy. Can't we just be real in here and cut all this church acting and acting like everything is hunky-dory when it's not and falling out and foaming at the mouth when you know you ain't been acting right and all this kind of stuff? Let's just, can we just make it plain? When you know you've been doing right, you have joy. Can I say it again? When you know you've been doing right, you have joy. You have joy when you walk in and you're speaking to people. You want to be here. When you ain't been doing right, you don't even want to be here. You came as a formality. Joy is a result of obedience to Christ. When we do not obey him, we do not feel joy. Thus, we search for other ways to feel pleasure. Yeah. You search for other ways to feel pleasure because you haven't been doing right. When we accept when we attempt to circumvent obedience to God, we will accept erroneous doctrines, selfish God philosophies, and faithless work-based ideologies. So we go after junk, start believing crap, start falling for foolishness. All because we haven't been acting right. Especially the honor of our father and mother part. Yeah, that's the folks that's going after false doctrines. Folks that don't want to honor their father and mother. Amen. Amen. Boy, that now nah, I just struck a nerve at that time. Yeah. You got to honor your father and mother. We saw my wife sent me an Instagram of this woman passed and she, she, she filmed herself on Instagram mocking her mother and father. They're trying to tell her that a woman shouldn't be pastoring. She should be ministering to women. And she's on their own video just mocking them. Yeah. See, that's the part. That's the part that people don't want to do. The honor thy father and thy mother. And so we want to discredit what our mother and father believe because we feel some kind of way about something that happened in our upbringing. But what you don't realize is you about to bring up some children too. And the same grace you give your parents is what your children are going to give you. You can't hate your parents and raise your children to love them. I know I just preached. Amen. So just look at somebody and say, just act right. Man, when we act right and do right, we have joy. The word isn't a flaming sword all the time. When you open the Bible, it cuts your head off because you haven't been acting right. You don't ever have joy. Husband, I'm dealing with depression. That's because all your decisions are dumb. Why am I always down? Because you hang out with down people. My life is just a wreck. That's because you keep wrecking it. Can I preach in here? Boy, folk don't like these kind of messages. Church supposed to make us feel good. Where did you read that? Yeah, church will make you feel good if you're doing good. John 15, 
12 through 14. This is my commandment. So Jesus tells you, if you love me, then you need to keep my commandments. That means you're going to obey me and do what I say. And so they said, well, you're talking about the Ten Commandments? I don't know why people just harp on the Ten Commandments. Don't you know there was hundreds and hundreds of commandments in the Old Testament? He started with the Ten so he wouldn't take them too fast. So it's not just the Ten. So anybody trying to keep the Ten without keeping the other 200, you you already messed up. Because if you keep one, you got to keep them all. And there's more than Ten. So Jesus summed it all up. He summed up the law. He summed up all of it. All of it basically love thy neighbor as thyself. If you do that, you, you've, you've done all the laws. That's what Jesus said. Amen. So he said, he's going to clarify here. And he's saying, okay, so this is my commandment. That ye what? Love one another as I have loved you. If you love one another as he has loved us, then you've kept all the commandments. Can I preach in here? Greater love had no man than this. That a man lay down his life for his friends. So who are the friends? He says, you are my friends. But you're my friends if. If. Boy, some folks can't sing that song, I'm a friend of God. We need to stop singing that song and say this. If ye do whatsoever I what can I preach in here so you are my friends if you do whatever I command you you're not a friend of God just because you say you are but ye are my friends if ye what do whatsoever I command you y'all this is so clear here is the commandment love one another as I've loved you greater love is no man than a man lay down his life for his friends ye are my friends If ye do whatsoever, I command you. Jesus' commandment is clear. We must love one another as he loves us. He proved his love by what? Laying down his life for us. We must do the same for what? Laying down life is laying down your will. What you want to do. Uh-oh. What you want to do, you lay it down. For others. If it doesn't line up with God, you lay it down. All of us wanted to do something that God didn't want us to do. You lay it down. Look, somebody say, lay it down. Amen. One of y'all wanted to be America's next top model. As much of a long shot as that was. You don't even comb your hair regularly. You can't be no model. But you wanted to be America's next top model, but then you got married. So you want to be with your husband. You lay that dream down for him. Uh-oh, it got quiet. You wasn't going to make it no way. <laughs> we must do the same for others. Amen. Our will that we want to go do that's going to hurt somebody else, we can't do it. We lay it down. Jesus considers us friends. When we do whatever he commands, his commands come from God and what the father desires for us to do. Amen. The reason you're saved is to change you into what God wants. Folks not preaching this anymore. People getting saved so they can get a ticket out of hell. Amen. They grandmama read them stories about revelations when they're little and they're scared. 
You don't have a real relationship. If you have a real relationship, you're going to do whatever he commands. You're going to feel bad when you don't. Amen. You're going to be convicted and feel bad when you don't do what he wants. Because the whole point of you getting saved is to do what he wants. Look at somebody and say, do what he wants. This stuff sounds so simple, but folks still not doing it. They get saved and still want to act a fool. Still want to treat their husband bad and not obey him, be obedient. Still want to treat their wife bad and push her. You can't be pushing your woman. Amen, men. Heroes. No hero bullying a woman. I don't know why I felt led to say that. Somebody laid hands on. Uh, the, amen. Don't let me find out. Amen. It'll be, it'll be a delay before we call 911. Nine. One. <laughs> amen. But. Jesus considers us friends when we do whatever he commands. We should be willing to do what? Lay down our lives for others as well, as well for the cause of Christ. We should give up what we want to do for what we, what? That's the compromise in a relationship. If you love your husband, you're going to give up what you want to do for what you should do. If you love your wife, you're going to give up what you want to do. For what you should do. If either one of them infringes upon the other. You'll give it up. For what you should do. How do you know what you should do? The word will tell you what you should do. Amen. You can call around. And some folks do that. Call around to get all these different opinions. From different folks. Because everybody's going to say something different. But what should I do? Girl, I think you should tell him. I think you should talk to him. I think you should do this and this. And then you call somebody else. What should I do? You call my wife. What did the Lord say? Have you read the word? You honor him. Don't say nothing. Just pray. I've been praying. Why do people say that? Prayer is like the wackest thing to folks. They like to use prayer when you're talking about what they shouldn't be doing. Just pray for me. But then when it's time for <laughs> then when it's something somebody else won't do, praying. I mean, I I prayed, I tried that. <laughs> Why can't it work both ways? I get told that all the time. You shouldn't be exposing and bringing up, calling names and stuff. Just pray for them. Just pray for them. Yes, yeah, always that when you feeling bad. But when it's something you want to do, prayer is just not enough. I mean, I pray. Now, what do I do? <laughs> but yeah women that's what you should be praying right. amen you don't have to build a room on the house what was folks doing before the war room did God hear anything anybody said before rooms was built good night <laughs> well you gotta build a room Come home and you got a hammer. And not, what is going on in there? Oh, I'm going to get you up. Wait till I get this finished. <laughs> Amen. And a lot of times it's not just the praying. You got to change the way you acting. That's the problem. Amen. That the men can be one without you saying anything. Amen. 
And men, the same thing. You, you the head, you can change your wife into whatever you want her to be with prayer. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And she wants you to. <laughs> change me. <laughs> Fix me. No, but really, <laughs> that's how powerful prayer is. But you can't just pray without a relationship with God. You got to be in his will and doing what he says. That's the hard part. Amen. You can't pray and smoke weed. You can only do one of them. Can't pray and cuss him out. Got to pick one. Can I keep preaching in here? Oh, this is a beautiful passage here. 15 and 17, 15 through 17. Henceforth, I call you not servants for the servant knoweth not what the Lord doeth. But I have called you what? Friends. For all things that I have heard of my father, I'm making known unto you. Everything you need, I'm showing you. That's what a friend does. What I hear of the father, I make it known to you. That's a true friend. A true friend is not silent about something that can help the other person. Man. They want you to be silent on the LGBT and the gay movie. All this. I can't be silent, brother. I got to help you. You on your way to hell, man. If I love you, I'm going to tell you the truth. If you ask me, if you don't ask me nothing, brother, I'm not going to say nothing. You can go on and swish and swash hay and all that walking you're doing. But brother, if you come to me and you ask me what you think about me swishing, I'm going to tell you, bruh, you're going to swish right on to hell. Don't ask me. I will tell you. Amen. And I want to be known as that dude that will tell you. That's what I like. I love that. I love being known as that dude. I love it. I love it. I love the way they look at me when I'm coming. I like that. That, that does something for me. That makes me feel just good. I don't have a problem telling you the truth, man. If it's going to save your life. I'm not that kind of, we don't, that's why we don't have a bunch of gays slithering around this church. Cause we're going to go up to him and, and ask him, say, bro, you okay? Are you okay? I just, okay. Either way, we have a remedy and the remedy is Jesus Christ, bro. Why would I let you live the most dangerous lifestyle there is? Staring death in the face every weekend. It ain't just gay, just promiscuous. Bro, you ain't going to be tapping it out all kinds of ways either. Macking and sleeping around. Dude, we have a remedy that can help you extend your life. What would I sit back and let you do that? For all things that I've heard of father i have made known unto you this is special you have not chosen me but what so jesus walked around and chose people to be with him they did not choose him he chose them amen so he says i chose you and then i ordained you meaning i selected you and appointed you that you should go and bring forth what fruit but not just bring forth fruit but your fruit should what 
That's much. It's much when it remains. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the father, meaning our relationship has gotten has elevated itself to now we're at the status where whatever you need, I'll give it to you. Amen. When you first met your husband and wife, you loved them. But some of you weren't really ready to give up that second bank account. Uh huh. Cause I, I talked to you in premarital counseling. Yeah. Some folks just wasn't ready. You weren't ready to merge yet. Still had your little life going on. Oh, I'm preaching now. Yeah. But as you got to know each other and just fall in love with each other, it got to, it elevated itself to the point to where, man, I'll do anything for you. We are really one. It doesn't even matter. But it don't matter. It don't change how I feel about you. And you get that confidence in that relationship where you'll do anything for that person. Amen. Well, that's what Christ is saying. You become my friends. I'm telling you the secret things of God. Now you can ask me anything. Ask it in the will of the father. And he's going to give it to you. This is where our relationship is now. He said, so you're not servants, you're friends. But a slave never given a reason for work assigned to him. He must perform it because he has no other choice. Yeah, they're going to be showing 19 years a slave. Uh, what? Oh, it's 12 years. Whatever. 12 years a slave. Django Unchained. It's going to have a marathon going. Just to get you Rosewood. Mississippi burning. Just a whole day of all of that. I, I guess really, I was looking like, is it Black History Month? Why are they showing all of this? But then I realized it's LGBT month. And they want to equate the homosexuals with the African Americans and the struggle. Oh, and now they done died in a club. Oh. The friend is a confidant who shares the knowledge of his superior's purpose and voluntarily adopts it as his own. That's the difference. So you're no longer a slave. You're a friend. That means you have the option to adopt what Christ is saying. That makes him feel better than if he forced you to do it. You adopted it voluntarily. That elevates your status with him. Jesus has chosen us to be partakers in his sufferings. This means that we are privileged to walk with him and bear fruit in his name. Amen. Christ desires us to what? Bear fruit. For us to have all that we need so that our fruit can what? So he desires for us to bear fruit and for us to have all that we need so that the fruit that we bear can remain. This is why obedience to him is essential. When we are obedient, we have freedom to ask for what we desire. When we're obedient. When we treat Christ right, there's a freedom to ask when we need something. But when we're not doing him right, we shame-faced it. Summary! Love is the key to bearing fruit. When we love God, we do what he says. 
Look at somebody and say, when we love God, we do what he says. True love means you do what he says. Amen. It's a process for you to learn all that he has said. But when you learn it, you're going to do what he says. If you love him, right? You love your husband, you're going to do what he says. You love your wife, you're going to do what she says. Amen. I mean, nobody's commanding the other to do anything. Amen. I was telling the women when, uh, Thursday, I don't command my wife to do stuff. Girl, you're going to do it. I said, and I am the head. Man, anytime you got to say you the head, you're not the head. And anytime you got to use the Bible to convince your wife to do something, you are a terrible leader. Oh, I just preached in here. Remember what the word said? Yes, sir. That's a branch Davidian. Hey, you shouldn't have to talk. Amen. Your wife should have enough honor and respect for you to do what you say anyway. Even if she don't want to. She's going to do it because she honors and respects you. Without you commanding and pulling out the Ten Commandment tablets. Oh, oh, there you go. See? (laughs) But (laughs) love is the key to bearing fruit. When we love God, we do what he says. When we do what he says, we have joy. Joy allows us to ask for what we desire without reservation. This signifies true friendship status with Christ. Being able to walk with Jesus and feel good about asking for what we need makes our lives joyous and keeps us in a position to do what? Bear fruit. But when we are out of God's will, we are reluctant to ask for things because we know we are not in good standing with him. So our desires are not in line with his. In order to truly bear fruit for God, we must be what? Obedient to him and walk in his plan for us. Obedience and right standing with God brings us what? Joy. And keeps us bearing fruit that what? Remains. A good branch bears good fruit. And good fruit is pleasing to the vine dresser. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue. But what? Okay, so let's just stop saying it. Stop saying it. And start doing it. Yeah, if you're going to love Christ and say, if you're going to love me, stop saying it and do it. Deed and in truth. Hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Now listen to this. Here is the much fruit. I mean the more fruit. But if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and he knoweth all things. That don't mean you ain't saved if your heart is condemning you. You just don't have joy. You ain't going to hell because you don't have joy. You're just going to be miserable. Yeah, you, I mean, you're going to be saved, but it just don't feel that good. He said, beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. So if you start doing what you're supposed to do, you have confidence toward God. If you're not doing what you're supposed to do, your heart's going to condemn you. Yeah, God is greater than your heart and he knoweth all things. He understands why you're feeling like that. But once you come over to, to, to do it his way and your heart condemns you not, then you can have confidence toward God. What is the confidence? Whatsoever we ask, we what? Receive of him. Because we keep his what? 
and do those things that are what? Man, if that is not the plainest, plainest day. So your heart, is, your heart can condemn you for making the wrong decisions and doing things your way. You can be saved and just do that. But if you come to God's way and do it his way, your heart's not going to condemn you and it's going to give you confidence toward God. Some of you look at certain people and you're like, man, everything they ask God for, it seems like God just continues to bless them. It seems like God continues to add to them. It's because they're doing it his way. They keep his commandments and they're doing things that are pleasing in his sight. Nobody's perfect. But the, at the end of the day, it's got to be God's way. If it's God's way, I have confidence toward him. My home is lined up with God's plan. I have confidence when I approach him. That he'll give me what I need. You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.